Welcome to Life Point with your host, Pastor Tom Doherty. Hi, folks. Thanks again for listening today as as I've been talking about spiritual refinement. And, and yesterday I was talking about spiritual refinement by taking action in our lives. Be doers of the Word of God, not just hearers. Our Heavenly Father, again, I thank you for this day. I thank you, Lord, for every listener in, in their lives. And Lord, I don't know where everybody's at. I don't know where they're at spiritually. I don't know if they're being judging everybody else for what they're they think they should be doing. I hope they aren't. I hope they're looking after their own selves and, and being led by your spirit and following you and taking action in their lives to be the very best people they can be. God, I ask your anointing upon them. I ask you would lead them, give them good attitudes towards life. And Lord, we know you're coming again. We know every eye will see you and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. And Lord, I thank you. Thank you. I can't wait for that day when I see you again and see you for the first time actually in person. And God, it's going to be a great day. Lord, bless these people and these listeners in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, Moses responded to God. God asked Moses to do a monumental task to free the Israelites from the Egyptian captivity. I was talking about Egypt some yesterday. But Moses' response in Exodus chapter 3, verse 11 said, But Moses said to God, Who am I that I should go to Pharaoh and bring the Israelites out of Egypt? You know, who am I? How can I do this? What's the situation, Lord? Why me? How many times in your life have you said, why me? Why me, Lord? I think there was a song, what did I ever do to deserve even one? You know, it's one of those things. Why me? And I've said that at times, too. Why am I chosen to do this? Why do I have to do this? I got a great call from someone today, and they they asked me if I would go visit a dying lady that that really wanted to talk to a pastor. I am so excited to meet her and, and share Jesus with her. Pray, I pray that God would, uh, that she would know Jesus before she passes. And I'm glad she's open to having me visit. And I pray that God would use me uh, to be able to share the good news of Jesus with her in a way that she really understands. But you know, some that's probably a good question we ask because we none of us think we have what it takes to be a difference in someone's life. You know, I remember very clearly years ago when my brother Doug, and Doug is now 76, and he pastored for over 40 years and retired, but yet still preaching over in Newburgh, Oregon, and helping the church out there. But uh, Doug, he wasn't somebody that was like well-spoken. He wasn't like my brother Dave, who is very well-spoken, who is a pastor. And and Doug didn't feel qualified to be a pastor. He could have been a a major league baseball player. He was tremendous at baseball. But one day, God got a hold of his heart and said, Doug, I want you in pastoral ministry. And Doug fought. He said, Lord, I'm not qualified. I I stutter. He didn't really stutter, but he said, I I don't speak fluently. I'm not as comfortable. I'm just in this and that. And the Lord just laid on his heart that he needed to be in ministry. I remember at a young age, as as a little boy, going into Doug's room and he'd be doing devotions as a teenager. He'd be doing devotions. He was so faithful. And still to this day, I call him. I call him a lot of times in the morning. I said, oh, what you up to? He said, well, I'm just doing my devotions, my morning devotions. He was so dedicated to things of God. Well, God led him. And he pastored for years, two different churches, longevity, long time. And they loved him. He loved people. God used him, even though he didn't feel like God could use him. And so Moses, finally, you know, and he said, I will. 
I'll be with you, God told Moses. People believe today God will be with you when you put your faith in work, when you're showing action behind our words. Our journey is never alone, folks. It's never alone. He walks with us day in and day out. Remember that song? Oh, he walks with me and he talks with me. And he, you know, you remember that song, some of you. He gives us courage to keep going. I'm a, I'm amazed at the amazing courage some people have. These people that were in Egypt, the Oldham family, they're, they were courageous because they knew God would walk with them. God wants to give you that encouragement to be a difference in someone else's life. We have a family, uh, Drew and Sonny Brown are heading to Pakistan. In fact, I think Drew is there right now and there's flooding over there. So I hope everything is good, but they're taking their kids and going to live in the biggest town in Pakistan, which is millions bigger than New York. I mean, amazing place to minister the gospel of Jesus Christ in a Muslim country. Folks, that's, that's saying a lot. They're saying yes to the call of God. So what do we need to do? Well, I think it's pretty easy. There's two, two words that you both could memorize, you all can memorize. The word is go and do. G-O and D-O, go and do. You know, back to the main scripture I shared yesterday, James chapter 2, verse 24 says, You see that a person is considered righteous by what they do and not faith alone. What they do. Yes, we know by faith we are saved, but to be considered righteous is to have a faith that is alive, a faith that looks for opportunity, a faith that glorifies the name of Jesus, a faith that helps change our community. Does your faith help change the community? Are you living by faith so much that people are seeing the power of God in you? Or are you sitting on the sidelines? just ready to get in the game. Well, I'm telling you what, it's time to get in the game. It's time to say, God, I am in the game. I'm going to go in and I'm going to do everything I can to be what you've called me to be. I'm tired of sitting on the sidelines. So many people in churches sit on the sideline. Oh, that's a pastor's duty. Oh, that's a deacon's duty. That's somebody else's duty. You know, sometimes you spit on the sidelines growing up in sports. I mean, I sat on the sidelines some games it's not fun. I didn't like it at all. I want to get in and help our team win. You know, oh, I could cheer from the sidelines, but I want to be in the midst of the action. But yes, there will always be consequences by being in the middle of the action. I can tell you I lost my, my left knee by being in the middle of action in a high school football game. But at least I went for it. You know, now my knee today, and that's, see, 14, 43 years later, I'm paying for it. My knee still struggles, and, and I, I live in pain some, but there's consequences to, to action. And that's the same thing in the church. To help someone, sometimes it backfires on you. Sometimes you don't feel appreciated. But remember, you're not doing it for, for yourself. You're not doing it to see how you feel. You're doing it because God has asked you to love others and to take action to be there for others. Please do not allow that to stop you. Rise again and go for it. Realize you're not doing it for yourselves. You're doing it to bring glory to God and to put actions into your faith. He wants people to be led by faith and then follow the faith that God gives. The enemy, the devil, he's always trying to throw his poisonous darts at you, trying to discourage you, 
Sometimes he uses people to speak poison into your lives, and you know you listen to that instead of instead of spit it out because it's poison. Unfortunately, many churches have people who, when they don't like something, they campaign get uh, get others behind them, and I've watched that happen. I have watched it happen more than once in churches over the years. If someone campaigns, oh hey, let's they start talking about. Let's say music. Oh, I don't like the way this music is. What do you think? Next thing you know, you got a whole flurry of people. Oh, I don't like the way the pastor says this or says that. Or I don't know why they don't have this program. And they pass it around. We call that gossip. And they, they cause divisions in the church, and it gives Satan the upper hand. I hope that isn't the case in your church. You know, I'm telling you, I told my church years ago, stand firm in who you are in Christ, and never let the enemy transform your mind. But listen and speak and live the truth of God. I know you can handle it, folks. Because if you honor God, like I said earlier, he will honor you. If you honor God, he will honor you. Maybe you ought to put that somewhere in your house. Maybe you ought to write that down. Honor God and he will honor you. And that's out of, I believe, Second Samuel. I believe chapter 2. It might be First Samuel. But honor God and he will honor you. All of us need to make sure that we do not get overcome by what others can do at attitude. Oh, they can do it. I don't need to be doing that. I've done enough for the church. I'm 75 years old. I've done enough for the church. I don't need to do anymore. God has called you. Yes, you. If we as people, if we as church people could live that mentality, I promise you that you would see the gates of heaven open up and you will experience blessings beyond what you have ever known because you simply said yes to God and you took initiative to be a Christian that takes action. Your faith is made complete in what you do. All right, so let's just let's plan some action steps here for the week in our last minute and a half here today. Let's just talk about that for a second. So I got a little assignment for you. And this is it. Purposely take an action step that will help one other person. In fact, think for a moment of someone maybe in your neighborhood, maybe in your local convenience store, maybe in a restaurant. I tried this out uh, recently. I've tried it out many times over the years. But I'm telling you, God will open an incredible door if you purposely take an action step. He is just waiting to open doors for us. When we take action, we will find even greater spiritual refinement. I want you to listen and pray with me as I call upon God, our Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. I pray that we would be spiritually refined and that we would take action steps. Lord, help us to fulfill this assignment this week that we would pray and look for someone and touch their lives in the name of Jesus. And Lord, that might spread. Lord, we may see a wave of great things happen because people are following you. Open up the door for us. Help us to see what you have for us. Help us to be that person that touches someone's lives, lives for you today. Bless these great people, Lord. Watch over my pray. In Jesus' name, amen. Life Point is a ministry of the Cloverdale Church of God. 
you would like a copy of today's broadcast or would like more information about the church, please call us at 208-362-1700 or write to Cloverdale Church of God, 3755 South Cloverdale Road, Boise, Idaho, 83709. You may also visit us at our website, www.cloverdalechurch.org. Thank you for listening and have a blessed day. Thank you.